If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome back to another episode of the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. Today I have a solo episode for you, and I think this is going to be an important episode. It's going to be one of those ones that you may need to come back to. This is like actually will be a good in case of emergency episode because today we're talking about what to do when you're spiraling, which happens. If it hasn't happened to you in your breakup, it may happen. It's very common that it happens. It can be set off by things like hearing something about your ex through the grapevine, looking at their social media, finding out they're dating someone new. It can be triggered by a TV show, a song, something a movie. It's literally, it could be anything. It also could be nothing. You could also very easily trigger yourself to spiral just from your own thoughts. So I guess the first message of this episode is you don't need a reason to spiral during your breakup. It doesn't need to be something quote unquote super valid. I mean, to give you an example of some of my spirals that I had the day after my last breakup my girlfriend took me to lunch and at the restaurant they were playing a a song that really reminded me of my ex and I completely lost it in the restaurant I think I've shared this story before but I was in Vegas probably a month after my breakup and was literally front row at a pool party listening to Martin Garrix the DJ look over and see a couple making out and just completely spiral, start losing it, start sobbing in the middle of this very happy environment in Vegas. So I've had it happen from the littlest of things. So I think a lot of us will try to fight spiraling by saying, stop. Nothing happened. Why are you freaking out? And that's not the answer. I know that can sometimes feel like the answer. Like it's almost this idea of like gentle parenting yourself kind of a thing. Like I can see you're upset and like I can completely understand why, 
let's try to take care of you through this spiral and not try to critique the reason for for you having it. So what does the spiral look like? I think anyone listening to this will know what it feels like, but it feels like you lose control of your thoughts. For me, mine presents typically as like pretty anxiety heavy where it can feel like the beginning of a panic attack. Sometimes it can actually lead to a panic attack, but it feels like you've lost control of your thoughts. Your your vision gets very tunnel-like where you can't see anything else. And you tend to, like, for example, if your spiral started because you saw something on social media, you're not just going to get off social media. You're going to just continue to look at things because it's like you just have to keep digging yourself into this hole for whatever reason why. So that's what it can present itself as. It can present itself as crying, as an anger outburst. It's just when it feels like you're stuck in a downward spiral of feelings. And again, these are completely normal in life and in breakups. I mean, they're not pleasant. They're not something that you're going to welcome with open arms. And there are times that these things hit at pretty inopportune moments. So like you want to have a plan of action to do if it were to hit you at work, at party, at a function, whatever that looks like. So I wanted to do this episode just to give you like a few things. And I will recommend all of you as you're listening to this episode, if I'm saying anything that's really like feels like, oh, I want to try that or I think that would really work for me, write it down and create a note in your notes app of like things to do when spiraling. My friend Amber taught me this like almost 10 years ago. She has like a list of things she does if she's in a downward spiral. And because again, I just did a post about this pretty recently, but like you don't necessarily have the clearest thinking when you're going like when you're in the midst of a spiral, a breakdown, a breakup just in general. So it is really important to set some of this stuff up when you are of more sound mind than it is to like try to remember some of this stuff when you're in the thick of it. So if I'm saying anything that's resonating with you, put it in your notes app. And the first thing I would put in there is just like, hey, acknowledge that it's okay and that I don't need a quote unquote good reason to be having these feelings, this intensity of emotion. And moving this into like some of my biggest tips for when you are in that spiral, if you're focusing too much on the reason for why it happened and you're like, I don't even have a good reason as to why I'm so sad or so mad or so stressed or so anxious, you're likely not going to be very likely to reach out to someone to ask for help because it's going to feel you're going to feel like petty or stupid for doing that. So there are multiple benefits to like not overthinking the reason for why you're spiraling and to just accept it for what it is, because you do want to call someone or you do want to at the very minimal text someone. One of my best friends and I we had this thing and we haven't had to use it for a long time. It could be that we just kind of forgot about this, but there was there were years in especially in early sobriety and we were both, you know, kind of going through a string of breakups, but we would just send a text to each other that said, 
spiraling. That was it. I didn't have to like explain myself. I didn't have to, you know, qualify it. I didn't have to say what I was spiraling on. And she would know to either like text me back right away or call me and then we could kind of walk through it. So if you have anything like that, if you have a friend that you can kind of set something like that up with, that's a great thing to do to just be able to take some of the power out of it immediately and and immediately share it with someone else. I think the scariest thing about being in a spiral is how alone, how lonely it can feel and how isolating it can feel. So if you can just bring someone else in there, not like bring them down with you, but if you can just make someone else privy to how you're doing at the moment, it will instantly make it feel a lot lighter than it actually is. So sending a text, calling someone, and honestly, you don't even have to like get right into it and say, oh my God, I'm so glad you answered. I'm stuck in this thing or whatever. Just saying, hey, what are you up to right now? I'm having a really hard time out of nowhere today. This is what's coming up for me. I mean, you can ask them how they're doing, what they're up to. Anything like that will help pattern interrupt the thoughts that you're in. A lot of this is going to be about pattern interruption. So bringing someone else into the fold is like my biggest tip for something like that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. The second thing is, again, to approach it from a place of non-judgment, like even saying, I'm spiraling right now and it's going to pass. Like, I'm not going to live in this spiral. I'm just I'm having a really hard time right now. And that's okay. Just having that non-judgment, taking out a piece of paper and writing down the thoughts that are coming out, because 
I don't know about you guys, but for me, when I'm in that and when I'm stuck in something like that, the scenarios that I start imagining in my head get wilder and wilder. And I don't know, even though deep down I know they're not going to come true or I know that they might seem a little outlandish, they feel so real to me in that moment that it's impossible not to recognize or not to like be impacted by the feelings of it. So just writing down the things you're thinking about. So for example, what if my ex ends up with so-and-so? What if I run into my ex and he says he hates me? What if I, you know, never end up being with someone ever again? You know, just like all the things you're thinking about, just writing them down, again, getting them out of your head because you're going to be tempted to stop the spiral just by thinking and you you just can't do that like your brain is such a powerful mechanism that you're going to be tempted to be like just stop thinking about it just stop thinking about it or and it's just going to keep dragging you in so anything that you can do that to like have some sort of outside perspective that's why another person is really nice but writing stuff down is also another way because it kind of is giving you a third perspective it's allowing you to see it not in your head but like down on paper so writing down some of the things and just taking the power out of it writing the things down is going to be really important I don't know if therapists would agree with me on this one, but on this next thing that I want to share, but I don't know. I tend to think sometimes we need to disassociate from our feelings in order to lessen the intensity of them. So honestly, what that means for me is like going on TikTok, going on Instagram, going on something that I know will give me like a quick dopamine hit will make me stop thinking about whatever I'm thinking about. For a second, that can be really helpful. Again, sometimes you just need like a glimpse of, oh my gosh, okay, like there's life still going on here. Like I'm not just in my head. This isn't just like the whole world isn't coming crashing down. So sometimes disassociation is what we need. I don't know. That's my belief. Not saying that you should continuously disassociate and then never process the, the things that are actually coming up, but it's just like, and again, I feel like. I apologize because sometimes I think I relate stuff to like being a mom nowadays, but that is the chapter of life that I'm in. And I do think a lot of it is applicable. But if I look at my two-year-old when he's in like the height of a tantrum, I cannot logically speak to him in that state. So I do need to wait until he calms down. And sometimes that means just completely distracting him what he's upset about. And then we come back and say, hey, I I noticed you got really mad back there. Do you want to talk about it? What was so upsetting to you? So I think sometimes we need to picture ourselves in that state of, you know, yes, it's good to process feelings, but I don't think it's productive or necessary to do it when you're in the the really the thick of it. So again, distraction can be a very welcome tool, whether regardless of, of what form that comes in. Things to avoid when you're spiraling. Alcohol, I would not like, as I'm saying, distract yourself. I wouldn't utilize alcohol as a tool in your toolbox in that sense, because it will intensify the downward spiral for sure. And that's when people call their exes 10, 15 times and and things like that. So I would just, again, as you're recognizing, okay, I'm in a downward spiral, also recognize 
this will pass and I want to minimize the damage. That's a big thing is minimizing damage. This is something that my dad always taught is just to, it's kind of like he would always explain it. Like if you're driving on a road and all of a sudden it says like slippery, icy, you just are aware of, okay, there's ice on the road. So I'm going to proceed with a lot of caution and I'm not going to do anything rash or I'm not going to do anything that would put me at greater risk for crashing my car or harming myself or whatever that looks like. So recognizing that you're in that, just knowing like this is not the time to reach out to your ex when you're in a downward spiral. This is not the time to like have an intense conversation with a colleague at work. This is not the time to like call your mom and tell her about all the things that you wish she had done better. This is just not the time for intense conversations. This is also not the time to try to assess yourself in any way, shape, or form because you're going to be hypercritical. This is the time, honestly, where I would stay away from social media. Like I would put my phone down and like put it in a drawer and just go take a walk outside for 10 minutes. So you want to minimize the damage. Again, like I said, it's not uncommon when you're going through something like this, like this kind of a spiral where you will just keep digging on social media and like keep looking at stuff and keep like if you have old texts that you have with your ex, this is the time you're going to want to look through them. So if you can imagine like digging a hole, just dropping the shovel, just drop the shovel. It's whatever you, you, whatever you did up to this point that either caused the spiral or the things that you did when you were spiraling, just drop the shovel. It's never, it's never too late to stop digging in that sense. And just again, pattern interrupt, environment change, go outside, call a friend, go like take a shower, Sometimes they talk about it a lot in early sobriety. Like sometimes all you have to do is just go to sleep, like just make it to nighttime and just go to sleep and tomorrow's a new day. Take a nap. Things will look different in an hour. I mean, there's so many things that you can do. Just lay down and icing your vagus nerve, which is the nerve right on your chest, just laying an ice pack on your chest. I did this a couple of weeks ago and it was so nice. Splashing your face with cold water. I mean, again, there's like just so many things that you can do to just take yourself out of your environment. But putting your phone away is a really good thing to do during that time, unless you're using it for productive connection with people that are going to help you in your feelings. What else am I missing for what to do when you are spiraling? Just know that it won't last forever. That's like a big thing. I know it's easy to believe when it's happening that it's, it's forever and it's always going to feel like this. It won't. It's very likely that it won't feel this way tomorrow. And the less you can fight the fact that it's happening and the more that you can just kind of ride the waves with it. And again, like do your best to take care of yourself and to minimize the damage. Anything you can do to kind of just ride that wave and not not do anything further will be extremely helpful. So don't panic. Come back to this episode anytime that you need it. Make a list of things that you can do that like looking back on the episode, you can say, recognize that it's okay. Text a friend, go take a shower, go for a walk. Just have like a few things so that you're not just paralyzed because it's really easy to just get stuck and paralyzed in, in that moment. So yeah, give yourself a big hug, love on yourself, a little extra. It's okay to spiral. It's going to happen. And I'll see you guys back here again next week.
I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise.